become the best in our region. The best moments in my life has been in the hockey rink. This is the RHA Podcast. Bringing you the best in local and international roller hockey news and commentary. The South East Queensland teams have just been um, announced. But we want an opportunity to play against some of the best in the world. With Glenn Cook and Al Andrews. Here you are, you've been off skates for six weeks. Welcome back, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get the job done. Okay, so here we are, Glenn. <laughs> Hi, Al. I'm fine. How are you doing, bud? Very well, mate. Thanks for inviting me along today. Oh, you're very welcome, man. This is the first Roller Hockey Australia podcast. Yep, very excited to be here and uh, happy to hear what we've got on the program today. We have a really full calendar ahead of us. I mean, we've got Korea. Champions Cup. And uh, then straight after that, we've uh, we've got uh, a little bit of a break for everybody. And then it's uh, straight back into Ausday 2019. Yeah, extremely busy time of year, but yeah, looking forward to it. 100%, man. And there's a lot of hockey and we've got to get through a whole heap of information. <laughs> I'm Jordi Poblet, and you're listening to Roller Hockey Australia podcast. We had a chat with Steve uh, earlier on this week, and uh, we're just getting into his mind about what the meaning of South Korea is. I mean, it's a really important tournament uh, regarding uh, the progress of the 10-year plan. I mean, it's like year six now. Yep, and uh, it's going to be interesting to hear what he's got to say. I mean, I've been watching the guys uh, at some of the training sessions in Melbourne, and uh, yeah, they're looking really sharp. Here we are, we're at the cusp of heading off to South Korea and obviously we've been setting ourselves up for success with every step. I mean, this has been a long, a long plan in the making. I mean, we've, we had a good victory at, at Trans Tasman at Gympie and now you guys have got your goals set in Korea. But there's more at stake here. What is really, you know, there's, the, there's another big step after Korea. So why don't you explain to us what's really the mechanism there? Yeah, I mean, South Korea is extremely important. You know, it's, a, it's the first time they have what they call the Asia Oceana Roll Hockey Championships. And this is, you know, to raise up you know, the best country in the region. You know, winning this competition has two parts to it. One is it qualifies you for the World Cup or the World Roller Games, as we call it. Championships will happen, you know, every two years. Next year's in Barcelona. So you qualify for that in the top 16. So you get to play in the top 16 countries around the world, which is, you know, something Australia hasn't done since the early 90s. So that is, that's a great opportunity for us. The other part of it is that you know, for the last five, six years, we've been on this journey to ensure that, you know, First one was to become the best in our region and to be really strong and then to work with New Zealand and play against New Zealand to demonstrate some real strength there. So we've done that with our recent you know, accomplishments in Gympie. The second phase of that now is in the Asia region and this is what this competition gives us. We get an opportunity to really benchmark ourselves against the other Asian countries. I think we've got a great team to be able to do that, but we've got to get the job done. So that's our next phase and that's our next stage, you know ensuring that we know we're heading in the right direction. So that's quite a lot of information coming from Steve Glenn. Maybe you can translate it in another way. Right, well, um, what I can see, if Australia win in Korea, which is obviously what we're aiming for, we'll go through and play off in the top, top 16 teams in the World Roller Games in Barcelona next year. So we'll qualify to go into, I guess you call it second division, and I believe the top team from second division get a chance to play in the first division uh, in the finals. So that's what we'll be aiming for. So either way, Australia can play in Barcelona. Yes, Australia can definitely play in Barcelona. And yeah, if, if we come first, then we play in the top 16. If we come any other placing, then we'll be playing in the uh, the, the third eight 
teams, I suppose you call it. So it'd be 17 to 24. Right. So that's, yeah. So it's really important that we, we really smash this one. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm sure the guys are going to go over there and absolutely give it their best go. The team's looking so good at the moment. Uh, it's really encouraging to see from the Trans-Tasman, the guys were really focused. And now, you know, the stakes are higher now and it's just really exciting to see the guys really fine-tuned. Yeah, now watching, watching them watching them training, um, yeah, they're looking like a world machine and, and looking really sharp. So really excited to see what the results will be. Shout out to everyone out there. My name's Wild Demon, and you're listening to the Roll Hockey Australia podcast. So, Al, I'll also be uh, very excited to be able to watch the games live here in Australia. I believe you've got a, a big part playing in this. Yeah, this has uh, been a big invitation by uh, Roller Hockey Australia. You know, with all the work we've been doing locally, Steve decided to lift the bar and uh, invited Drew Media, sponsored by Joss, to sit in South Korea with the team and broadcast the matches for everybody home in Australia. Mate, that's going to be so awesome. It's been a lot of hard work, but Yes, I know. <laughs> so I've seen... Uh, <laughs> I've seen uh, what you've been going through and, and how you're trying to get all your gear together to facilitate this. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, to the results and I can't wait to uh, see the live, live broadcast here. Um, so you're pretty much going to be a one-man crew. Yeah, it's going to be pretty full-on. Um, sound, replays. Oh yeah, and don't forget the camera. <laughs> yeah. Running around doing interviews. Yeah, I think we've, I think with everyone's help, I mean, you've also helped a lot, you know, just putting it all together. So, I mean... Yeah, I'm really excited about the whole thing. It's going to be good. What about commentary, mate? You're going to be uh, putting a hand in the commentary seat? How can we forget about that? Yeah, we've even made a work around there. We've got the voice of Roller Hockey Australia helping us out there. So Shane will be uh, based in uh, Melbourne, Dingley, your lounge. Yeah, he might be in my lounge, yes. <laughs> and uh, he'll be watching the match streamed back to you in Melbourne, and then his voice will be throwing back to Korea and then that's when everybody in Australia will be getting that pipe together. It's very exciting. So yeah, really looking forward to um, seeing the guys perform and, and can't wait to see it live on the big screen. Hi, I'm Devin Hurley and you're listening to Glenn Cook and Al Andrew on the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. Alright, so um, the results for the Vic League 2018, uh, Melbourne did defeat Morty 1, 10-5, and uh, Lisport came in third this year, that was defeating Morty 2, 12-2. Yeah, they, uh, they had a fair drubbing, uh, it was unfortunate, but the guys have got quite a wide variety of talent in the Morty 2 team, and I think everyone got a pretty fair run, which was great, and we're certainly developing our younger players in that team as well, so we're keen to give everyone a good floor time. Sure, we probably could have kept the score a little tighter if we'd played our older, more experienced players for us looking long-term into the future and we really want to see our younger players uh, take the floor and, and play in those pressure situations and play in finals because we feel that it's going to be a you know, great great experience for them in the future and great for the club in the future. Mm. And I think the whole vibe of uh, the Vic League this year has been, I mean, there's definitely been an absolute injection of energy in terms of the way it's been going. Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been, it's been a really good year actually as far as you know what I've seen mm. I've really enjoyed it unfortunately I couldn't be there to watch the final of the Vic League ah but you did watch it well I did watch it thanks to you I happened to be uh, sitting around the pool in Bali <laughs> in 28 degrees weather when it was about 7 degrees here in Melbourne it was and, freezing and uh, yeah I got to watch the whole game so thank you very much that was fantastic it was great camera work and uh, everything looked really really good thanks Glenn yeah, we had a lot of fun our kids this year uh, it's probably been the best year uh, we've had for our kids playing uh, we've had uh, an under 17s team from Lisport this year playing and we 
we've had the Melbourne teams and Moody Alec teams playing and the level has really, really increased uh, across every kid that I've seen play out there. Girls, boys, all age groups, um, the improvement's been huge. So this year we've run with a new format where we've um, had two, two divisions. Uh, so we've had like a first division and a second division. Most of the kids played in their, their categories, I suppose you'd say, uh, which was relevant to their skill level. And they also got the opportunity to play in a higher category as well. And that's really um, helped the kids uh, spend more time with the ball, you know, having control of that ball, having time to make those decisions rather than have a more experienced child pounce on them. And it certainly has improved their players across the board. The level of playing in all the matches, uh, especially with the kids, the level of hockey was better because of that new system that you were talking about. Definitely, the games were so much closer. You know, most of the games were just one or two goals in it. Um, everybody got time with the ball, you know, to hold the ball past or make decisions and learn. Um, whereas previously we've had games that have been very one-sided and, uh, you know, there's been players out there who might have touched the ball once or twice for the whole match. Whereas this time round, um, yeah, everyone was playing in there in their rightful categories and um, really gained a lot of experience uh, from it. Yeah, it was excellent. Well done everyone involved with Vic League 18. It's been a great year, let's make 19 even better. Moving to our warmer friends up in Queensland, let's hear from Dave Corliss now as he gives us a wrap up of their league. <laughs> Paulus, how are you going, buddy? Yeah, really good, Drew, mate. Um, pretty busy up here in Queensland at the moment. We've just finished our sixth round of uh, SEQ Southeast Queensland League, which was wrapped up on the weekend at Digi D2. Um, so yeah, we uh, had some great results over the weekend, and yeah, it was it was it was really good to see everyone back up on the rink. So yeah. how many how many clubs or teams have you actually got playing in this league? Uh, yeah, listen, we've got three divisions. Under 14s, we have basically two teams, which are the Gimpy team and the Spatter team. So they're obviously local to Southeast Queensland. Under 17s, both Stafford and Gimpy also. And in our senior division, Gimpy, Stafford and Skaterbound. So what were the results then? So what happened with the under 14s? Round six, uh, basically we had two rounds over the weekend. The first game in the morning, we had under 14, Gimpy get up over Stafford, 4-2. And in the afternoon game, Stafford returned the favour and got up 7-3. So wow. it was uh, one game piece over That's the weekend. excellent. So exciting hockey. Under 17s, how did we shape out there? Under 17, the medals went to Gimpy over, over round six. They had a close game in the morning. Gimpy got up over Stafford 4-3, and then in the afternoon game got up 10-4. So it was a pretty close game in the morning, but I think had the, had the wood over them in the afternoon. So. Sounds like the goalies were busy. <laughs> and, and with the seniors there, Dave, how did we shape out there? Okay, we had three, three teams, but listen, what, what we generally do is over the over the length of the league, um, through the various locations, Gimpy were down, so they actually played two games on the Sunday. First game against Skateabout, the score was 14 nil. Wow. Skateabout. Gimpy's second game was against Stafford, 13-2 to Stafford, and then the afternoon game was against Skateabout and Stafford. Stafford got up again, 11-4. Uh, so okay. yeah, it was a lot of hockey and a lot of goals. What is actually happening now with the league in terms of moving forward? Are we looking for more teams or what's on the horizon? At the uh, start of the league, we got a little bit of interest from Glen Innes, who are obviously located sort of four hours 
south of Brisbane. We're looking at bringing Glennon to the league hopefully in the new year. So they'll obviously bring experience to the league as well, but obviously just trying to communicate um, and get some get some confirmed dates and travel arrangements to sort of make that happen, expand the, the, the league in that, that sense. So, yeah. Excellent, Dave. All right, Dave. So, as you mentioned, we've uh, we've got Champions Cup coming up, big tournament for Brisbane. What's uh, what's Absolutely. what's the what's the buzz, Cuz? All right, the buzz at the moment. Um, listen, the the Southeast Queensland teams have just been um, announced over the last couple of days. So, we've got all the uh, under 11s, under 14s, under 17s, really, really keen. Um, so listen, we're, we're talking training now and, and getting squads together with the coaches and, and team managers and um, yeah, getting the ball rolling and, and to start moving forward over the other teams that we'll be attending. So yeah, at, at the end of the day, um, it's a pretty important event for us here in Brisbane. So yeah, there's a lot of planning and um, whatnot that goes into uh, making it happen. So yeah, it's going to it's a good time of year up here. So. Yeah, I mean, it is a highlight event for everybody nationally. I mean, we've got teams coming from all over the country to Brisbane. Yep, and, uh, and we love being there in the heat. What, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if there's people in your local area, Dave, who are at your disposal, do you need any assistance with anything? I mean, are there people who can reach out to you? Where can they contact you? Oh, listen, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can either get me on Facebook or um, via the emails. Um, but yeah, listen, at, we've got it all pretty much in hand from a club point of view and a venue point of view. But um, yeah, we're, we're always interested in, in extra people on the ground helping out. You know, there's always a lot happening day to day there. So yeah, feel free to uh, put your hand up, get involved. Excellent. Thanks, Dave, for the chat, buddy. No problems, Drew, mate. We'll, uh, we'll see you in a few weeks, my friend. I'm Cameron Bowen. You're listening to the RHA Podcast. So, Steve, we've just heard from Dave Corliss also, and uh, they've just wrapped up their uh, Southeast Queensland League and lots of teams playing there in lots of different divisions in under 14, under 17, and seniors. So, you know, there's other parts of the country which are really, you know, taking on board the whole sport of roller hockey. What's uh, Roller Hockey Australia looking at that region now? What's what's What would be uh, the next step of growth from your guys' side? Yeah, um, I mean, it's absolutely awesome that, you know, the Southeast Queensland League's up and running. It's a really important piece of the Royal Hockey Australia puzzle. Um, the next piece of that is really bringing in the Northern New South Wales Club of Glen Innes into that. Um, you know, they're a few hours away, but they're, uh, they're really part of that region, along with Kimpy being a couple of hours north of Brisbane. Um, by doing that, you know, straight away they've got, you know, uh, four or five really strong clubs with good youth and community development. And what that means is that, you know, North Queensland, who's a bit further away, they're able to come down and play in a, you know, in, in relatively a local league, which will then make, you know, South East Queensland a very strong region for roller hockey. You know, Northern New South Wales, South East Queensland, extremely strong region for New South uh, for roller hockey in Australia. You know, we've seen that progress over the last couple of years in Victoria and out of Melbourne, but, you know, the, the way that things are going now with South East Queensland, that's fantastic. Integrating those clubs and providing that sort of, you know, central hub will be uh, absolutely fantastic. Hi, I'm Evelyn Fletcher, and you're listening to the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. So it's clear to me, Glenn, that Roller hockey is definitely happening in Australia, right? Yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's flying along at the moment. <clears throat> um, great to see Queensland. You know, they've now got 
multiple clubs playing up there, southeast Queensland. Having Gympie started in the last couple of years has been just fantastic. A new injection of uh, fresh players there, keeping Stafford on their toes, which is just great. Glenn Innes have reactivated and they're joining in competitions. I'd love to see Skate About get some kids up and playing. I know they've been talking about it. Hopefully that's something they can make happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I've seen Townsville have been quite active as well. Uh, Townsville have been active uh, with the training and playing up there. I'm on yeah. their Facebook page, see a lot of information coming from there. And of course there's Lyle down at Mackay. <laughs> Danman, how are you doing, buddy? You well? Yeah, good, good. Nice relaxing day. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, buddy. And uh, obviously, a lot of uh, movement going on down there in Mackay. So let's hear what's going on, man. Yeah, well, we're just uh, at the end of our first term back with kids involved. It's kind of like a reboot of Mustangs Roll Hockey Club. So what's uh, what's caused the reboot, Lark? Um, I just got sick of waiting around for things to happen, so I decided just to uh, get stuck in and do something, you know, because it's been a while since we've had kids playing or skating or learning to skate or whatever. The club was in a bit of a dormant stage for a while, so we just started getting kids back involved and doing the thing. What was your strategy to get more kids on the floor? What did you find helped you the most? Um, a pretty much a complete, complete rethink of the whole model. So at the moment, we don't we don't have a skating rink really, so we just kind of embedded ourselves in a in a local school. And at this stage, it's worked really well and it's worked quite quickly. So instead of relying on a rink and you know the rink to kind of provide skaters or to provide kind of a, a captive audience being at a school it's been a different way to go about it but it's, it's worked quite well and quite quickly that's amazing yeah from what we've done so far there's potential to work very well on a larger scale but it's yeah. a bit of an experiment at this point so you approached your local school or is yeah it, i mean of course you're a teacher yeah. right so yeah i mean it's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty much my home turf so i just I just went and spoke to principals and they were pretty open to it and averaging about 13 kids a week at an hour-long training session. So it's only very small. Okay. And then uh, how, what did you do for skates and things? I mean, maybe there's somebody else out there who's liked your idea. Yeah. What, what have you been doing? Well, I was worried about that, but I'm surprised how many kids actually have their own skates. Um, there seems to be a bit of like a, a resurgence in quads being a, one of those things that kids get given for Christmas. So there's a lot of kids with skates, but for the kids that didn't have skates, I found there were a lot of skates secondhand, very cheap. So I just went around and, you know, outlaid some cash and bought up a whole bunch of cheap skates and so I have a little supply. Well done. Mm. And now, what is your next plan? I mean, now you've got 13 kids, what's going on? Because that's a lot of critters to manage, man. Yeah. For me right now, I'd like to try and replicate this little model in another school nearby so that, you know, you have, you end up with, you know, two little teams of kids and these are primary schools, um, so they're all beginner skaters and they're all fairly close to the same age, replicating this in another school nearby. Yeah, it might turn into a little cancer and you'll have little, little skating clubs pop up in schools all around the place. Your talent pool there is infinite, right? Because yeah. I mean, you've just got kids. Yeah, and I think... I think it's it'll be easier to manage in little small kind of teams or or kind of clubette type things if you know what I'm talking about because then you know if if I can get more coaches and skating coaches and whatever or parents or whatever on board then it'll be it should be quite easy for one or two people to kind of run a little team of kids based out of a local primary school of wherever they live right 
and now you're managing this now all on your own. Are you doing the coaching? You're doing yeah, the, I'm, fitting the yeah, skates. Yeah, I'm doing all the. I'm doing all the the um all kind of like most of the managing and stuff. I've got I've got the Hurleys backing me up and helping me out with things and oh, that's some cool. people that I you know used to play with back in the day when we were kids have put their hand up and said they're interested in getting involved. Well, it sounds really positive. I mean, you've got 13 kids on the floor already, and that's been, what, one term? Yeah, one term, yeah. I was surprised how easy it was. The kids are just keen. So as soon as they see anything on wheels, they're just all excited for it. Well, that's it, right? I mean, what kid doesn't want to run around fast, hit something with a stick, and have yeah. fun? Yeah, exactly. There you are, bud. You, 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 you're in the middle of, uh, I say this with, with respect, I mean, you, you're out there in the middle of nowhere, right? I mean, Mackay is... Yeah, it's pretty isolated. It's far away. Mm. Every time you tell me where it is, it, it seems like it's further away than I originally thought. But I mean, you've got 13 kids on the floor playing roller hockey, yeah. and now you're potentially looking at another school. What can help you the most now? What What is it that you need now? What What message do you want to just let the community know? How can we help? But with the ease at which this first school has picked it up, and the best thing now would be to try and replicate that in as many different schools as we can. So other people who are skaters or, you know, old hockey players that we used to play together, if they were interested in, you know, taking on a, a franchise, so to speak, going down to their local school and possibly putting a little bunch of kids together to play hockey, that's probably the, the next big thing to do. There you have it. I mean, you've got everything at your disposal. You've got a talent pool and you've got a passion for this thing and now all you need is some extra hands. So we're reaching out to the the community out there in Mackay mm. and surrounding areas to really just get involved with Lyle. Yeah, certainly, certainly. It's just, um, it's, it's all happened quite quick and quite simply. So there's definitely a lot of opportunity for it to grow. The social media connections have just made it so quick and easy. Mm. I put out a couple of ads on the local buy swap cell and within two days I had 30 people say that they were interested and were asking for information. Wow. I've, I've been impressed by how simple it was to get happening. Well, that's awesome. Lyle, thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us today. And um, we just wish you all the success up there. And please just cool. reach out to the community, man, and let's help you out as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Good to speak to you again, Al. Well, I was really impressed with Lyle, um, what he's doing up there in Mackay. I mean, that's, uh, that shows a lot of initiative and a lot of innovation to get roller hockey going uh, in that town. Well done, Lyle. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, the fact he's managed to get hockey going at his school, he's managed to find skates, he's obviously got some sticks, he's putting in the time and the effort to put roller hockey back in Mackay. I mean, that's, uh, that's an amazing effort, you know, and, and a one-man show. Oh, of course, with, with, with the help of um, the Hurleys. Sorry. Michael and Janice. <laughs> yeah, I think it just shows you that if you're determined to do something, you can find a way. And I think, you know, often we think, oh, we don't have a ring. If we only had a ring, mate, there's a school hall there. Absolutely. I've seen people train on basketball courts and netball court can certainly be done. It's really just having the drive to, to and the passion and the belief that you can do it. Um, that just shows that it can be done. You don't need a rink. You don't necessarily even need skaters. Uh, kids love it. So, you know, of course, they're always going to be prepared to come down and, and have a go. So, yeah, you know, awesome. Grab your stick, mate. That's it. My name's Cameron Bohm. I'm the head coach at Elite Fitness and Training. Uh, I've been working with the Australian roller hockey team the last few years uh, in our off-skate preparation. Uh, this is something we've really focused on over the years to, to sort of best prepare our bodies for the demand that a roller hockey game throws at us. Uh, so this comes across from power, uh, speed, core strength, stability, all that sort of stuff to, 
best ensure we have the fitness to run out of game, but also as well the strength to sort of um, not get pushed over easily uh, and, and injure and hurt ourselves. So um, Elite Fitness Training has been working with a team to sort of get them in best possible shape for South Korea and the Asian Roller Games um, so that we can have our uh, best opportunity of winning the uh, tournament. Okay, so we've got a section in the podcast which I think is quite important for uh, people to be able to get uh, to know the players that they see in the tournaments, but maybe they never actually get a chance to uh, have a conversation with them. I know, I mean, with roller hockey being a small sport, Liam, um, we do get to get closer to the more high-profile players more easily, you know. So national players, we probably all know them by name, but um, sometimes there are players, we just see them, you know. And uh, one of those players, I thought, I'd invite for this uh, up close and personal slot is uh, is Jordi Poplet because he's actually been uh, going through quite a lot at the moment on a personal level and it's actually affected his game and uh, yeah so let's take a, a listen to this conversation uh, which actually happened in two parts a in Melbourne and then we caught up with Jordi again when he was in Hawaii. All right Jordi so we've had a busy 12 months okay and um, so let's start with the Worlds. Yeah, Nanjing was, was awesome. Playing at an international tournament as a group, it was very positive. It was a great experience for me personally. I was, pretty, I was feeling pretty lucky to go out there and play and represent Australia. And then now, and then coming back from the Worlds, um, what was going through your mind when you were coming back? I mean, like... Yeah, it was, it was hard in a way because there had been a lot of preparation pretty much you know, 18 months preparing for these world championships and after that you almost feel like, hey, job done. So it was it was a bit hard to go back on skates, uh, but then again, pumped to play Australia Cup. Uh, we managed to, to take the win this year uh, with Melbourne, which was great. And after that, yeah, all the eyes and all my mentality was uh, with Gympie and playing the Trans-Tasman over there. The team played extremely well and, um, and I felt very comfortable on the floor. But on that same note, it's been a, a bit of a hard year for me personally. Obviously, hockey is a, is a very important part of my life. So the moment I'm finding myself is that I, I can't um, see myself motivated enough to put my skates on every day uh, as I was doing before Nanjing and preparing for all these comps. So that's why I've decided to take a bit of a break. This is not a goodbye, this is a see you later uh, from Jordi. <clears throat> I want to come back stronger. One step back, two steps forward kind of situation. Yeah, Jordi's not going away. He's just going to be hiding. You are a player who's played at a very high level and you are, for want of a better word, tired. Okay. Burned out. Yeah, burnout, okay. What advice could you give to other players who might be identifying with you right now mm. listening to this? What would you suggest? Mm. What could they do differently yeah. to not want to have to go through this yeah. exercise that you're doing? You know <clears throat> what I mean? That's, um, that's, that's a good one. My biggest advice would be don't let things that worry you or bother you pile up because if you talk about them with the people you have to talk about them at the right time, you will prevent them uh, piling up. And this is what's happened to me. Um, since I've been young, I've felt very responsible for everything I do. I take on more responsibility than people ask me, and then I feel bad when I have to retract from that responsibility. Do what you love every day, but as soon as you find that there's something that's 
not completely right. Try to address it immediately. Don't let it pile up. If hockey is becoming too much for you, there's not a problem in having a couple of weeks off, a couple of months off, even a year off. If that means that you're gonna come back stronger, you're gonna be able to display a better, a better game. Uh, there's nothing wrong about that. And um, the community we are part of, we're very lucky to, to have this community that everyone's very supportive with each other. And that's all the, all the love I've, I've, I've received from my teammates and people around me uh, has been incredible. And they've, they've been encouraging me to do this. They don't want to see, you know, Geordie angry or not enjoying um, playing. Awesome. Uh, so you're taking a break and, um, but I mean, we know your heart is always working with kids and you always putting yourself out there. So, I mean, tell us a bit about what you're going to be doing. Yeah, this is, this is exciting. Um, so I'm going to be in Hawaii for, for close to three months, working at a summer camp with children. There's nothing, as he was saying, is nothing different for what, for what I love to do. You know, for the last few years, I've, I've been a role model to some of the kids that play hockey in Australia, and I want to continue to do so with, with every, every other kid that I, I have the pleasure to work with. Um, so yeah, instead of just putting my skates on, I'll be jumping on into the ocean and catching some waves, hopefully, up in Hawaii. Turn the clock back a little bit. What have you been learning over the last few weeks? Um, a lot of things. Uh, Hawaiian, for example, it's an interesting language. How how important it is to be mentally um, well with with anything you do in life, really, to then be able to to do the things you love at full energy. You know, yeah. um, for whatever reason, I I kind of. Yeah, I was burnt out. I, I was emptied um, in like in all aspects of, in my life. But I just needed to uh, take a step back to you know launch myself two steps forward, uh, and that's what I've done. So, and now now I'm already feeling um, you know refreshed and with with that energy that was lacking. So, in a good way, um, this has helped heaps. So you've taken a good look at yourself, you've taken stock. What has actually changed? I think it's just my energy levels now are completely different. I was down in a hole that it was, it was getting deeper and deeper. And I, now I've got that energy back. I'm confronting, you know, all the challenges and all the problems with, uh, with a different energy. And that's that's all you want, really. Not only for your hockey and your passion, but also for people that surround you and people that worry about you. They, they want to see you, you know, how you are instead of just, you know, see you having having issues and you know being in, in a little bit of trouble so that that's really what what's changed just my, my energy now I'm well that's good that we got happy Geordie back you know yeah I mean, it was great that we knew you weren't you know you said you were you were coming back but it's hmm. like now we've got you coming back happy which is great and that's such a, a positive thing to hear man and now you know we hear even more better news is that you are actually on the squad for Nam Wong. Yes, I am. Yes, I now, am. I'm part of the team. Yeah. Dude, welcome back, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> the reaction of the team has been uh, overwhelming when they heard that you were coming back. Um, it was just such a good thing to see. What now? I mean, it's almost like we could say this is almost like a candid return in a way, right? Without <laughs> confusing the word. But, I mean, what's, what's on your mind now? I mean, here you are. You're full of energy again. And now you are... Going straight back into the deep end, inverted <laughs> commas, right? Things have changed for you. What are you approaching now differently? I'm just taking things one step at a time. Um, 
And in fact, when, when I decided and I obviously uh, told the team that uh, I wanted this break, it was because of the same reason I wanted to to uh, to feel it. And at that time I wasn't, um, but now I am. And all I'm thinking is this comp and preparing myself properly. Um, obviously it's going to be different this time because you know I'm going to be not training on skates as much as I wanted, but I'm still doing um, a lot of fitness work and, and all that kind of stuff to be better prepared um, but but yeah really it's not it's been it's been interesting because um, you only need to be away from something you love a little bit to realize how much you miss it um, right. and that not only applies to hockey applies to you know plenty of other things in my life but um, this distance has allowed me to you know really miss it um, and when I heard that you know the team was looking for one more player. Um, it's not like I put my hand up, but you know, I spoke to Steve, and um, he, you know, he offered me to to come back, and only if I was feeling it. And you know, it took me a few days just to think about it, and exactly for the same reason to take a step in the right direction. I'm stoked that the team has welcomed me back as well, and I can't wait to meet them up in Korea. Here you are. You've been off skates for six weeks. And obviously yeah. some people are going to be asking, you know, well, what, I know you've been staying fit, but what, how does that now translate to you being off skates and now you're going to hit an international comp? Um, I'm, you know, you know I'm what actually, I'm trying to say? I don't doubt yeah, you, but yeah. you know, it's a well, different approach, way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And in a way, this is not how I usually do things, you know, I mean, you know me, it's, if I'm preparing for something, I just go 100% in, or I'm not in, right? Um, but this time around, it's been it's been different, and, and what I'm finding is that I'm actually enjoying it because I'm like, okay, well, th this is what it is. The situation is what it is. I can't change it. I, I don't want to stress about it. Um, I'm gonna get to the to the compass as good as that I can, and I know the guys have been training hard. And mm, one of the have, things that yeah. worried me was, uh, you know, fall fall behind. But I think um, there's a lot of aspects of uh, what I can bring to the game that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, I have to be on the floor all the time, you know. And, and I and I realize that maybe this time will be will be a lot different. But even so, just being part of the team with the boys that's already that's already a win for me. It's going to be an unbelievable experience, I'm sure. I'm going to head to Korea a week before the guys come, um, so I'll be I'll be on skate. Touring is always fun. And yeah. uh, what are you looking forward to the most? <laughs> Uh, just being with the boys, every minute we spend together, it's just, you know, it's just crazy stuff happens. I don't know, I don't know where. It's just, it's been so great um, traveling together that sometimes to think about what, I, what I'm going through and all that. And, you know, the one thing I miss is my mates, you know, and, and with this group of guys, you know, we've, we've suffered and we've, you know, the best moments in my life has been in the hockey ring and my worst moments of my life have been in the hockey ring as well. And I've shared those moments good or bad with some of these dudes so yeah. um i can't i can't wait to, to to board the plane and just meet them up and well we're so glad that you're back on the squad bro and uh, thank you mate it's just gonna be great to see you there a beer in korea man yeah <laughs> first round on me words from geordie yeah, it's very interesting to hear him say uh, first round on me because we know he's Catalan, so that'll be interesting to see if he follows through. Oh, singer! <laughs> it's just great to have him back on the squad. Uh, absolutely. Look, Geordie, um, he may not have been uh, uh, training just recently, 
but certainly, you know, that that, that expertise, uh, that professionalism he brings and that experience he brings to the team is going to be so invaluable. And I think he's really going to give the team a lift uh, by being there. All right, Glenn. So we know Geordie's back in the squad. Um, let's just run through the selection for Korea. Okay, so our floor players are Juan Pablo, James Murray, Bevan Hurley, Cameron Boehm, Geordie Pablo, of course, Carlos Fernandez, Ash Klee, and goalkeepers Reese Layton and Lee Glass. And that's a pretty experienced squad on an international level. Very experienced. Most of those players uh, having played for Australia for several years now. Um, so really looking forward to seeing how these guys perform, and they're all quite experienced players. Um, obviously, we have a young young gun in the team there, Ash Klee, so looking forward to seeing how he performs. He's, uh, he's been training really well lately, and uh, at the moment he's playing as good as what I've ever seen him play. So, uh, But certainly the Australian team, in general, uh, are looking like a really slick machine. So, Glenn, let's, uh, let's take a listen to Steve as he talks about his Australian selection. Steve, uh, we've got South Korea coming up very soon. Let's get into yep. your head about the selection. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. We um, came to the back of the Gimpy uh, competition and you know, the team there was looking really good, performing really well. Absolutely. And uh, we were chatting to Geordie uh, a little bit earlier from Hawaii. He obviously announced that he's going to be back without confusing or putting too much pressure on Geordie having him back in the squad. How does that change things for you? Because, I mean, you're at a point where you weren't going to actually have Geordie in the team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Geordie's um, an important player. When you think about a team and how he plays, you know, the last couple of years, we've really been able to build a cohesive team with the right balance. And balance means how we attack, how we defend, how do we ensure that we defend well after an immediate, you know, loss of the ball. And Geordie provides that balance. So I had to readjust the team a little bit, or quite a lot. and to be honest, that's been a bit tricky. But with Jordy coming back in the team, he brings immediately brings back our balance, which is fantastic. That's what we need, and that's what we really demonstrated a couple of months ago. That we also had really balanced coming in team. So it's a bit of a, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a real win, such as for me, but the whole team and the country ultimately. Well, it's sounding like uh, Steve's got it all together there, mate. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's uh, they've, they've put in all the preparation. Um, sounds like they're, uh, they're looking forward to a great tournament, and I really look forward to seeing how they go. And, and best of luck to the Australian team. You know, I hope they uh, hope they perform well and 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 come away with that first place. Well, I hope that was enough roller hockey news for everybody. We've uh, come to the end of our first episode of the podcast. We're planning to run it maybe every three months. We don't want to overdo it. I want to thank my uh, my friend, Glenn Cook, for coming in. Thank you, Al. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a lot of fun here in the little studio, and we've had a lot of fun putting this together for you guys. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Al. Okay, cheers, guys. You've been listening to the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. 
would love to hear your comments and suggestions for our next episode. Email us at rollerhockeypodcast at gmail.com. The Roller Hockey Australia podcast is produced for the community by Drew Media Australia. 